0: was on Twitter again this time not even bugging Lakers fans I just I just interact with Lakers fans for some reason we should, we should name this segment um, Owen Owen's adventures with Lakers fans on Twitter um, so I was just kind of reading through uh, some tweets and this one guy uh his name is Harrison Fagan he's pretty prominent on Lakers Twitter um he tweeted out a Basically, um, Giannis was going to come into uh, Staples Center and play the Lakers today, um, and basically he suggested that they should do some good old fashioned tampering by because uh, uh, the Lakers have an Antetokounmpo brother. I don't know, I forgot which one, but they were just going to say let's let's give away this the Antetokounmpo brothers jersey just to kind of you know tamper and try and just kind of nudge Giannis into going to the Lakers. And he basically, he was like, "All right, let's tamper." and I, I was like, "They're gonna find magic Johnson for this, and ended up getting quite a few likes, not as much as my last one, but you know, Lakers fans. um they're kind of kind of nice people. you know, I'm kind of kind of starting to fall for these uh, Lakers fans, but still not still, not really a big Lakers fan. Uh, so, you know kind of legally obligated to kind of not like the Lakers. That's just the way I live. Okay, um, welcome to the Sat King's Therapy Podcast. I am Owen, joined by Bong Legacy, as usual.
1: Yes, hello.
0: Okay, uh, before we get into it, um, just want to bring out some stats. King's offense in the past five games, 16th on offense, and defense has been 13th. Just uh, kind of keep those in mind, listeners. Um, we'll get into those a little. Uh, so let's start with the Pistons game. Uh, I missed the majority of, I think, the first half, I think I started in the second half, actually. But uh, just some notes that I kind of found out about reading through Twitter and uh, YouTube highlights. Kings fell down 18-1 to to start. Derrick Rose gets injured in the second quarter, uh, rolls an ankle, and leaves the game. you know big deal because he scored nine points within ten minutes. He was big. You he, he was killing <laughs> killing the Kings.
1: Oh yeah. They were really killing it. But for the Kings side, I gotta say those first two frees from Bogey were nice. That pass from Harry to Belly, mm, even better.
0: It's it's kind of like a weird thing. Like, you know, I, I don't like it when guys shoot bad shots, but when they make it I'm like you can't fuck, they're, gonna shoot, yeah. fuck, they're gonna shoot that again aren't they and bogey just has a knack for what i call hitting threes for no reason just shooting a contested three and it just goes and i'm like i just do the shrug emoji you know, mm. why not yeah why uh, not so going through just some of the highlights um in the first half a lot of hustle plays a uh, harry especially i loved his i loved his hustle his energy diving on the floor for loose balls up uh, alex len becoming a fan favorite He's a big dude, smart dude, a fit, a pretty physical dude for the most part. Ended up with five blocks in this game. He was he was big, figurative, figuratively and literally. Um Sve and Christian Wood were really nice for the uh for the D- D- Detroit Pistons. Svi ended up having, I think, only 13, 14 points. And felt like he <laughs> felt like he had 30, honestly, because he was leaning on some threes he he was hitting some shots christian wood got a lot of dunks on us mm-hmm. um, just again it's just a big guy uh kings were up 13 with about th- just uh over three minutes to go i think 324 was the time uh they how somehow make it interesting they somehow that lead evaporated uh with uh, down to three with 37 seconds left Fox uh, Fox comes down, drills a clutch jumper to put them up by five to basically ice the game. And you know, and the note that I that I have for the game overall, um, of course, the Kings are for, you know somewhat well known at least within Kings fans. We're known for these kinds of collapses, and whenever these big collapses that have happened this season, you know, the one with the Knicks, and very recently uh, against OKC on the road. Um, you know, these leads, these happen in games that De'Aaron isn't playing. And I think just having him, you know, to be able to ha- be that guy, you know, to be able to just finish the game, get us a shot and just the, the guy that has, uh, I don't want to use this phrase, but the ice in his veins, to just yeah. be, to be able to bury that game winning jump or game, game icing jumper. That's big for us.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been noticed, too, I think, too, with his uh, assist numbers going down little by little. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's been stepping up on his offense for sure. But yeah, it's kinda...
0: like, it's kind of, I think it's kind of a side effect of not playing with Buddy as much, I think, recently. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he's not really, he's hunting for his own shot a lot of the time. And, you know, he, he's very good at drawing fouls. And, you know, he he's getting better at creating that separation. He's got that mid-range fadeaway that's a
1: decent shot. Mm-hmm. I felt like um last season was a little better with uh, picking and choosing who can uh, seal the game. I felt like Bogey and Buddy were pretty good at it last season as well as Fox, of course.
0: Well, you know, I know I don't want to harp on you know Luke Wallen. I think Luke wallen has been fine for the most part. Um, you know, it it you know we'll we'll slowly develop into those roles, and I think we'll be fine. Oh yeah um another fun not funny but you know interesting note uh there was a play i don't i don't have the timestamp for it but towards the end of the game uh harry dives for the ball and nearly breaks brandon knight's knee in half i called the goldberg spear <laughs> basically uh kings end up winning uh 106 to 100 and we pulled that one out and it was a nice a decent a nice win for us uh, one last note for the game. Uh, Holmes was actually there was a little update on Rashawn Holmes. He did do um, full, uh, full contact two on two drills. I think three on three drills, and he, he can be back as early as uh, this Saturday against
1: Portland. Oh, that'll be it'll be nice to have Holmes back, even though we have like good uh, records with Harry and Alexan right now.
0: I think he he his game, I think, for the most part, would just fit right back in seamless because we don't really run anything for him, although i d although his little his signature floater mm. we might need to work that back in, oh yeah, yeah, we king's fans love love that <laughs> love that little jump yeah. uh, anyways, uh wizard's game, oh boy, this was an adventure, wasn't it?
1: I didn't watch it, but. <laughs> when what i, when uh, I, was I game would I the would, score, I
0: would skip it. my heart rate was yeah. uh, pretty
1: high. I was keeping up with e s p n on it, and I was like, we're good, we're good win this near, to, near to right? the half. right right second yeah. half oh oh. <laughs> Well, let, well, let's
0: start with the positives. Uh, Buddy was ha- steaming hot in the first half. 4-3, 17 points in the first half. Uh, Kings end up scoring 76 points in the first half. I think that is a franchise record. Most of the season, for sure. And everyone was contributing. Bogey was hitting shots. Alex Lynn was throwing it down. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry was throwing some nice passes. Fox got Fox didn't even score all that well in the first half. He didn't need to. But <laughs> Everyone else was doing it. Uh, Okay, so now on to the bad, unfortunately. Uh, Bradley Beal apparently did get into it with a fan at halftime, and that might have uh, sparked something in him, uh, because Wizards come back in the third and score 46 points on us. It was uh, a—I watched this game live. I got—I remember just being stunned. (laughs) And in my notes here, I just write out in capital letters, what the fuck? Because Uh, I was writing notes as I was uh, watching this game, Uh, Wizards end up tying it ninety-five to ninety-five at the half. Again, we get outscored forty-six to nineteen in the quarter. It was
1: brutal. What what Uh, do you thought about the defense, by the way? Because I felt like the defense against Beal was a little, a lackluster in some ways.
0: I think, I think the defense on Beal, I thought, was okay for the most part. I think it was the team defense overall because, uh, because we, would just, we would just leave guys open for threes for no, mm-hmm. for no reason, really. And uh, coming into this game, I think Kings were ranked fifth in defense in the last five games, which was insane to me. And, I, and just with the eye test, I don't see it especially when it comes to transition defense, we'll just be leaving guys open for no reason. And we won't get back on defense for no reason. And I just don't see it sometimes. And, you know, just the half-court offense can be hit or miss, or defense, my bad, is is really hit or miss, as I I keep kind of harping on this point. Whenever we double-team or just rotate, the first rotation is there. But the second or third rotation is always just, there's a pause and somebody ends up being open. And it was a very frustrating watch. Um, I I never like to blame refs for much, but refs were very bad in in this game. Not not just for the Kings, although it was very it was it was rough for the Kings uh, in the third. But uh, Luke Walton ends up ends up getting ejected after Corey Joseph misses eight. This is a really ugly shot that I honestly don't think was a foul. But on the other side, I don't remember the exact play, but um, there was there was another no call, and Luke Walton just lost to shit <laughs> ends up <laughs> ends up sho- ends up shoving a Harrison Barnes out the way who try to who try to keep him away from the refs ends up getting ejected crowd cheers take take the, take with that what you will um and you know that's kind of sparked the Kings <laughs> they play pretty shit for the rest of this quarter but <laughs> but uh t- tie 95 to 95 at the at the end of the third uh Kings do end up do end up come do end up not really coming back with the wizards never led, but we do end up winning pulling this game out uh again fox was the was the final one to seal it uh bogey hits a huge contested three again hits these for no reason whatsoever mm-hmm. and we end up closing out the game but it was it was a roller coaster to say the least
1: yeah actually last podcast predicted that we would lose against the wizards and Ooh. Did you
0: did you did you also predict that uh, Wizards would score forty
1: six points in the third? Oh I <laughs> it doesn't count. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this was this was a roller coaster.
0: Yes, it, yeah, it was so bad. King's Twitter even admitted it, it was bad. Not not King's Twitter as a general, the King's Twitter account admitted it was bad.
1: I'm pretty sure everyone admitted it, this was bad. <laughs> Yeah, it was,
0: uh, but you know, we we do end up closing it out. And I I'll harp back to the point. I think if this was the, say the De'Aaron-less Kings, or like say earlier in the season, especially, I think they blow this game because you know that that team would have been shell shocked and just would not have been able to go, you know, fight back. Really, mm-hmm. you know, De'Aaron, De'Aaron keeps impressing me. I'm loving I'm loving what he does. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so Okay, moving on to the 76ers game. Uh, so this overall was a pretty ugly game. Um, you know, 76ers are without Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, but they are still a surprisingly decent team. You really wouldn't know that for, for the most part, just because, you know, like you miss your two best players. And these guys are like, you know, Ben Simmons is a, arguably a top 20, top 15 player, and Joel Embiid arguably top Top 10, top five player. Um, you missed those two guys, but they they came in with a came in with a fire, a sense of desperation. Uh, they they shot very well from three from three this hmm. especially in the first half. Uh, they end up cooling down towards the end. But uh, Kings Kings were down 30 to 18 to start uh, with about three minutes to go in, in the third in the first. My bad. Um that's when the bench unit came in and kind of locked them up, going on a 12 0 run. Uh, With 40 seconds left, uh, end up ending the quarter uh, 32-30 to with um, the Sixers leading. However, we kind of fell apart a little bit in the second half. End up going down, I think, 10 uh, to close the half. And in the the second half, at least in the beginning of the third, uh, we weren't hitting shots. Weren't playing much of any good defense. I will admit I turned the game off in in the middle of the third. Like just couldn't handle anymore, uh, which is hel- which is hilarious because they end up going on a run right after that. Uh, they were able to cut it down to six um in the middle of the fourth, but ultimately couldn't end up getting stops and, um,
1: Sixers win this one. Uh, going away. Actually, dot, or I was actually about to go to this game because someone invited me, and oh, really? I'm 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 pretty glad I didn't. Yeah.
0: It, it was a very much winnable game at many yeah. instances. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, boy, like, Sixers just didn't... Sixers just were were unconscious from three. They hit so many threes. Tobias Harris, four for six. Al Horford, two for six. Not not that impressive, but still, he, he's he been struggling. Lately. Mm-hmm. Jake Milton, three for five. Mike Scott, one for three. Glenn Robinson, one for three. Furkan for, for Korkmaz, one for three. Raul Nato, two for three. Alec Burks, 3 for 6. Yeah, a three-point shooting.
1: I'm sorry Philly fans, but I don't know half of those people.
0: <laughs> I follow them um, mm-hmm. on a, on a, on occasion, but uh yeah, they shot they shot 45% from 3 this game. Uh, Kings actually shot better throughout over, over the course of the game. We shot 53% as opposed to 49% from the Sixers, but we shot mm-hmm. 37% from 3.
1: Ah, I see. Funny enough, which is, which
0: is still a good number. It's just that Sixers were un- unconscious.
1: Yeah, funny enough, um, actually wanted to keep out Burks at the time when we had him.
0: But... I don't think he wanted to stay. So yeah, he, <laughs>
1: Not... <laughs> he wasn't yeah. good. He wasn't good when
0: he was here, no, though. That was he the wasn't.
1: Thing. He wasn't. But I, I liked this game before he became a king. But mm-hmm. and yeah, again, it didn't show.
0: And again, in this league, you can never have just you know long wings that can do things basically so yeah uh so yeah they just played with a sense of desperation and kings were not able to match that and honestly we're just sixers are still really big you know even without simmons and Embiid. lord knows if, if they played what this would have turned out to be but harry had to guard horford and end up getting bullied bogey had to guard harris end up getting bullied it was just a big physical team and Kings really don't handle physical teams all that well, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. I guess, uh, I don't want to say this, but I felt like we could have uh, looked at our offenses a little better. I don't know how to describe it, but maybe play a little faster rather than like Yeah, it,
0: yeah I, I, I understand that's been a point. Especially because you know Dave Yeager, you know, made us play, made the Kings play really fast, and you know, like for some reason, we're just not playing fast this year. And yeah, I yeah, I totally agree with that. And you know, it's it it is what it is. I like to see us run better half court offense. If we're not going to run, you know, it's very our half court offense is hit or miss at best. But you know, like I think you know a bit more focus on just running good half court offense would. Help us generate better shots mm-hmm. and it just kind of wasn't there although uh buddy buddy uh did get hot towards the end uh, again got it to cut it to six in the fourth <laughs> but i ultimately yeah. couldn't get it stops anyways kings lose this game end up dropping dropping four games back from memphis after this game although uh we were recording this on the sixth and uh grizzlies just lost to luca and the Mavs, which um Now we are three and a half games back as of uh, march 6th so just a quick shout out to luca thank you Mm -hmm. even though we didn't draft you you're still helping us
1: from afar (laughs) yeah one way or another
0: one way or another
1: um uh,
0: also trailblazers actually lost their game against the suns uh, so they're tied with us we are both we are both three and a half games back from the uh eighth seed okay i see so this is a tight race and We'll get into it in a little bit, um, but uh, so that's basically it for the games. Um, okay, so just a few few extra little topics. so uh, speaking of the Grizzlies, uh, so Josh Jackson has been real nice for the for the Grizzlies, and you know he always was an interesting guy to me um just because he's long, he's big wing, you know, you can never have too many big wings and it, and if I remember the trade, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what Grizzlies end up giving up to the Suns, but I know they traded. I think two draft picks, or two second rounders, to the Grizzlies. The Suns traded two second rounders and Josh Jackson, so that they could, so that Grizzlies would take Josh Jackson. And I'm just wondering, like, could we have taken him, and should we have taken him?
1: Hmm. I feel like we could have, but you have mentioned that he has some possible locker room issues.
0: Yeah, basically, he's kind of a kind of a kind of a you know a head case for the most part, and a bit of a just a very volatile personality, and you know, and you know, of course. I you know, the hope is maybe he does kind of strain himself out just like how he has in with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies mm-hmm. kinda of humbled him by sending him to their G League. Um, but I don't I honestly like of course on paper, I would love Josh Jackson, especially mm-hmm. if he's gonna end up doing what he's gonna do what he's doing now. Like mm-hmm. great. But the fact is I don't believe our culture would be able to foster growth or you know, a rehab project for him. I see. So you know, I, I feel like he could be a negative um, actor on our uh, locker room. Mm-hmm. So you know, there there are those concerns. Although in that case, I will just waive him. I don't think his contract's that big. So
1: yeah, okay. But, I found uh, the trade online. What was from Adrian Woj? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Grizzlies traded Kyle Korver and Javon Carter to the Suns for uh, Suns giving. The Grizzlies: D'Anthony Melton, Josh Jackson, a 2020 second-round pick, and a 2021 conditional second-round pick. Yeah, whatever the second-round picks it don't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so basically, they gave him nothing. Pretty much, Kyle Korver's not even.
0: I I, I, jo- I joke. I uh, joke. Javon Carter, from what I've seen, he's okay. Hmm. I haven't watched you much, so I, I can't. Uh, I, I just remember torching us in the first game. So. Uh. <laughs> um. Anyways. Um. Yeah, so I would have liked, of course, like hindsight twenty twenty, would definitely have loved to have Josh Jackson. There's just so many wings that I would have wanted. It's just kind of one of those things. You know, just give me all the wings in the world,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all the wings. Um, okay, uh, just our next topic that I kind of want to talk about. So uh, Holmes is um, Holmes could be back as soon as uh, tomorrow, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so. A little bit of a wish list. Uh, I kind of wanted to ask if you have like just what what do you see from Holmes when he comes back, and if Bagley can can uh, get healthy, what what would you like to see from Bagley when he
1: comes back? So first for Holmes, I hope to see that he continues to score over sixty six percent field goal percentage for sure, and his defense, of course, helps carry get a couple blocks. Hopefully, that'll uh, be the same. Uh, Homes that we love. For Bagley, it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard to say because we're we're coming towards the uh, A seed, and I don't know how much he'll be a benefactor for us.
0: Yeah, uh, well, I'll start with Holmes. Holmes, I think will just fit right back in seamlessly because we don't actually really run plays for him. He's he's you know usually the uh, beneficiary of you know good you know, um, Fox or, you know, bogey or buddy, mm-hmm. like getting mm-hmm. penetration and then dropping it off to him. So he just needs to kind of just fit in, just be that roller, play some solid defense, kind of anchor the defense, like a lot like he did at the beginning of the season. And mm-hmm. I like to kind of see a double big lineup, just kind of lock up. Of course, there'd be no spacing. So we'll see how that works. But uh, mm-hmm. big bodies in the, in the paint.
1: What do you think uh, would our starting lineup be? projected for tomorrow's game what do you think
0: i think it's gonna stay giles for now i I haven't even mentioned him i think it's just stay giles but
1: okay yeah
0: i don't know if he'll be in the closing line lineup if holmes plays well he might be in the closing lineup Mm -hmm. yeah um as for bagley bagley is just such a big question mark to me the of course you know you know with rose color sunglasses i think he adds a whole new dimension to the to our big on the offensive end, uh, for a big man, no one on the team. Harry, Harry would be the closest, but he doesn't score like Bagley does. Of course, Bagley doesn't pass like Harry does, but you know, Bagley adds a certain dimension of just you know that mid-post scoring, that high-post kind of jump shot, and being able to kind of drive and draw some fouls. I don't think n- none of our big men do that basically. And I think that would be something he could add to the team. However, that does mean we have to sacrifice possessions for him. And whether or not that's going to be a viable option, especially down the stretch, if it's going to be a tight race, I don't think we should sacrifice too much for him. Hell, like, honestly, my dream for him, at least for this year, able to kind of just be a souped-up version of Holmes on offense.
1: I'm hoping they're playing <laughs> with each other. <laughs> or, like, I, you know, getting the back... Same, in the same vein that I think there won't be any
0: spacing if Len and Holmes play together, there won't be much spacing with Bagley and Holmes playing together either, because teams can kind of... Teams will kind of sag off Bagley, because he hasn't really been proven to be a great shooter. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll see how that turns out, but I don't... Yeah, I don't think it's that viable.
1: Yeah, we're just gonna have to see once he gets back.
0: And, you know, I do. I, and again, it's 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 getting to the point. You know, I do. I do want. I do want to see him on the court. I want to see at least like glimpses of what he is, because boy, I've been kind of doing some therapeutic uh, YouTube YouTube deep dives <laughs> looking at some old uh, draft footage of Bagley, because that's really all I can work with.
1: So, yeah, draft yeah. footage, high school in, or high school. Footage. Although, there,
0: although, although, you know, uh, the, the stuff I did see from him, I think, is um, a little bit of this year and also um, last year. You know, I, I'm optimistic on him. I think, you know, his rebounding can be a real can be a real positive. And, you know, mm. that athleticism, That's it, you know, the hope the hope is he just stays healthy.
1: <sighs> yeah, we're going to have to see. Yeah.
0: Um, OK, Um Next topic. Um, so, I was, uh, as said before, I'm a very big fan of the Athletic. Uh, I subscribe to them uh, primarily for the podcast, but they also write really good uh, articles that give you all kinds of insight into different teams, how you know how like how the front office works, the inner workings, how rotations work. You know, um, you know pieces from you know like players and. All these great writers. Um, so, uh, one of the podcast, one of what's becoming basically my favorite podcast is a uh, Rank Overreacts on the back-to-back podcast. And this uh, week they were kind of going into. Um, they were talking a little bit about the Kings. And if you don't know about the Rank Overreacts, uh, Zach Harper, uh, the host, the host of this podcast, he every week he writes up uh, power rankings for the athletic and he ranks each team one to thirty. And then he posts the podcast, which is what we're going to talk about right now, that basically reading the comments. And a Kings fan basically asked, essentially asked them why he ranked uh, the Kings ranked ninth, 16th, which is basically the highest we've been this this year. And basically, they they give a very, the, him and his co-host, uh, Wozni Lambre, uh, basically gave a very thoughtful and very uh, hopeful uh, outlook on the Kings and their opinion I really respect just cuz I think they have a lot of knowledge and a lot of nuance in their takes in terms of just kind of how knowledgeable they are about the game and, you know they're they're very optimistic and hopeful for this Kings core and you know if you're really down on the Kings if you just need some kind of optimism I recommend listening to them it, it's on Apple Podcasts just search back to back podcasts and it's you're going to have to probably do some digging cuz they have a a podcast kind of bunched up in that podcast feed so it's called rank overreacts week 19 okay um so another another uh just quick thing i want to talk about uh the spike lee nix incident Mm -hmm. so um i was just i scroll through twitter a lot and um so, so do you know about tim maxwell
1: not too much
0: uh, so he's basically like the face of King's Twitter. Um, okay. Kind of the kind of the face of King's Twitter. He tweeted out basically, at least the Kings aren't the Knicks.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean,
0: Lord <laughs> of Christ, when you can say something like that, my God, yeah, it's um, bad. <laughs> so if you guys haven't heard, uh, on was it March, March second on Monday, uh. Or um, Knicks played the Rockets. They actually ended up pulling a win out of that game because, you know, sometimes when you have four, you know, all the power forwards in the world, and <laughs> against a team that has no center or no remote big man, you get a lot of rebounds, and uh, you sometimes get eke out a win. Anyways, um, not well. No one was really talking about that because uh, Spike Lee apparently was not allowed to use the employee entrance. Spike Lee, if you didn't know, is a very famous uh, director who's a huge Knicks fan has been the Knicks fan since
1: it's been a it's, long time, right? Yeah. It's been a long time. I, I mean, every time you watch the Knicks, you'll, you'll see him come on.
0: Yeah. He's basically their mascot for, he's basically the mascot, uh, the face of Knicks fans. And mm-hmm. uh, basically he was not allowed to use the employee entrance to basically bypass the regular entrance, which I imagine is really crowded and basically, there was a huge snafu. Um, he, had, I think, he ended up actually attending the game. But next day, he goes up on first take and basically says he's not going to any more Knicks games because there, was, because of this giant event where he was not allowed basically to go in through the employee entrance. And he decide he announced on first take saying that he's gonna give up his two hundred thousand um, dollar not courtside tickets, season tickets, um, and is not going to go to another Knicks games this season. And just to add a little spiciness to the field, just to add a little, little extra spiciness, uh, said he might become a Nets fan. Which... That, that is <laughs> spicy. That is spicy. Yeah. Just to add more shit to the dumpster fire. Um, Knicks end up releasing a press press release, basically saying that Spike is lying and that you know he needed he he's just needed to talk to the employees they use the employee entrance and blah 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 and tweet out a picture of apparently Spike Lee shaking James Dolan's hand although I have not heard anyone confirm that it's actually from you know that night so Lord knows.
1: uh yeah this kind of gave me a dot like since Spike Lee's with the Knicks I wonder who the king celebrity is we don't have one do we i don't know i don't, I don't me, so. me? I, like what no i actually searched online real quick and see what websites said you can you can you give a guess
0: uh let's see i know snoop dog was well no snoop Dogg was at a kanye concert now
1: um not, not a dick about it quite a few years back we had ti come but that was yeah, during he came, but game. that, But that's
0: not like... <laughs> but that's not... He's not, like, you know, a Sacramento guy. You know, you know what I'm oh. saying?
1: You, no, you, gotta okay. come, you gotta come to a
0: bunch of these games. You, yeah. you can't just come to one or two of these
1: games. There's, there's two notable ones, but for sure we haven't seen them in a the game before. But there's uh, two notable ones.
0: Uh, give, 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 you gotta give me a hint. Mayor. Kevin Johnson?
1: Yeah, that's one yeah, of them.
0: I, did, I wouldn't even count him because you, you got, like, a celebrity.
1: There's another that's a, one that's kind of well known, okay. probably you to gotta, most of you guys.
0: You gotta give me a hint.
1: Okay. Hint. Sa- Sacramento native.
0: Sacramento native. Ryan Anderson.
1: No. Should I give another hint?
0: I want to say Tom Hanks, but no, I, I know he went to college here. I don't know if he was born here.
1: No, but he. <laughs> but I, I believe she's a.
0: I did. No. I. I did have a professor that apparently was in, in the same class with Tom Hanks.
1: Jeez, that's, that's quite years ago.
0: Yeah, well, you know, at least we can claim that. Tom Hanks came from Sacramento.
1: But, but yeah. okay, for sure she's a Sacramento native. Let's see, she went to Sac City, surprisingly. Okay, who is it? Sasha Gray. Wow. Yeah. I'd... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like... Cut that out. Sasha you know,
0: Grey came from here. Yeah. I wow, did not know that. Who's Sa- who who's Sasha? Who who Sasha Grey? I w- I wonder who. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Ho- ho- okay. So no, just another. This is more of a rumor, although there. Uh, so we won't dive into it too much. But there's. I've been hearing kind of rumblings over Twitter. So take it that what you will. Um. Apparently the Hawks players don't like Trey Young all that much. Um. You know, just and this was kind of brought to my attention because of the nutmeg he did on uh, Ariza. I, I don't remember which, I don't remember what day that was, but basically, uh, Hawks were blowing them out, and uh, Trey Young threw the ball all through Trevor Ariza's legs, who ain't having none of that shit, and <laughs> so ends up kind of shouldering and kind of har- fouling him really hard, he kind of throws a shoulder at him, and tells him he ain't he ain't about that. He ain't about to do that to me, and basically, uh, none of his teammates really came to help him. There was a, there was a player. I don't know who number twenty four is on the Hawks, but he slowly walked over, and you know, no one really came to protect Trey. So, you know, they, these these are more or less rumors. There, I've searched online. There's no really, not really a, it's not really like a, an article or report about it. It's just kind of rumors.
1: Hmm that's interesting we'll see how that plays out for the hawks in the future because that, yeah, that's their star player
0: yeah they've been, i mean they sacrificed luca for him yeah. you know i i think should be a, a little criticized a little bit more than
1: it actually <laughs> is it's mm. like
0: I, I don't know because you know of course we we get endlessly shitted on for not taking him. oh yeah but um you know just you know i i think well, of course he's a great player but you know, um, Trey Young is the worst defender in the league, like, and mm-hmm. it's it's pretty it's going to be an issue I think coming up. And if he's if people don't and if his teammates don't like him, ooh, that's going to be an interesting story. That's going to be a, that's going to be you know hanging over them. But okay, uh, next topic. So I've I had heard rumblings of this for a while. Um, so basically, uh, this was back before the trade deadline. And basically, Stephen A. Smith essentially suggested that you know the Lakers should trade Kyle Kuzma for Devin Booker. Now, I'm going to give a few seconds for that to kind of sink in. So basically, there, the point he was trying to make is that the the Lakers need a star, or a third star to play alongside AD and uh, and LeBron, mm-hmm. and. They're saying that Kyle Kuzma just really isn't good enough to be that third guy. Devin Booker And now if you, think, if you just think about it, if you have a smidgen of knowledge of how trades and salary caps and all that works, you would know there's no way in hell this would ever happen. No. <laughs> and and the fact that his co-host, uh, Max Kellerman, this is on first take, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned that, but it's the the fact that his co-host, Max Kellerman, did not push back at all, it, in fact, he even, he even kind of added on to it, speaks so much to kind of just how kind of garbage, you know, ESPN and like mainstream sports, the media is, um, Although I do like the jump, even though, you know, that, that's not exactly something to be taking, uh, taking seriously. No. I do love, I do love uh, Stephen A. when he talks about the Knicks, though. And that is hmm. all kinds of hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah. Now, do you think if they actually did have the same salary, would the Suns be stupid enough to get rid of Devin Booker?
0: Well, then I, I can't really jump to that just because who in the hell would pay Kuzma that money?
1: I don't know but I'm pretty sure someone would. The Knicks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like I, of course if you jump from that no because Kuzma at least, as it stands is not honestly not all that good. I mean no, no. he's okay. He's not yeah. he's def- he definitely is not the third guy. Yeah. If, you, if the Lakers are you know are going to win the championship he's not going to be that third guy. He's not consistent enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just and you know of course Devin Booker would be nice. That ain't happening. You can't trade Kuzma for him. You know there there were actually rumblings of like Lakers wanted Bogey for Kuzma, and there were some idiots on main on ESPN. They were like saying, you know what? They, they just trade him straight up.
1: Straight uh, first
0: up. Of all, uh, first of all, that wouldn't work because you need to include something because their salaries don't match. I think Bogey earns around eight million. Uh huh. Kuzma earns around two. Ooh. So you so they would need to attach something to it. Yeah. And also some of them were like even suggesting Kuzma's better than Bogey. So please fuck off. No, he's mm-hmm. not better than Bogey. If Bogey was on the Lakers, they'd be the championship favorites. So that's my take on it. But yeah, I just, I, I could just, I, I kind of just facepalmed. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I thought it was a joke. I thought people were just kind of crapping on Stephen A on Twitter, but no, he actually said that. And it's just yeah. like, wow, they're that bad, huh? <laughs> yeah. So that was just a random thing. I kind of ran into. Anyways, uh, just to, so that's basically all we have just to kind of close this, sh- this, uh, week show. Um, so these next few games are going to be really crucial for the Kings. Uh, so tomorrow on sa- on, uh, mm. tomorrow we face the Blazers at, at Portland. That's going to mm. be a tough game. Dame is back. And oh, he yeah. and he's been good. And although they did lose to the Suns today, I haven't checked the stats for that game. Um, but basically, game is back, and they're probably going to be pissed because they just lost to the Suns. They know that they need to win this game. This is going to be a big game for us. Mm-hmm. And a, and as I said, I hope that the Kings learn the lesson from the 76ers game when you face against that. They they know. I hope they know. They remember. They know what it's like to face against a team that's desperate. Yeah, and They need to match that intensity, that desperation.
1: Yeah, for sure we need to win the next two out of three games to even stay relevant in this race.
0: And that's going to be a tough one because then we come right back on Sunday, back to Golden 1, to face the Raptors. Oh yeah, back-to-back. Raptors are running on fumes right now. Although, although I think they did lose to which team. But they lost their re- most recent game. Oh, no, no, no. They beat the Warriors with Steph. So, yeah, that, that was interesting. But although they are kind of hamstrung with injuries, but that is a well-coached team. That is a team that's also fighting for seeding right now. So, they're going to play with a certain level of intensity and desperation. So, again, we need to match that. And, you know, I, you know, the only... And who do they play after that? So we play New Orleans, then on Wednesday, we have a three-day rest. And again, that is a crucial game that we're going to be heading into. And mm-hmm. we need to play with a certain level of intensity if we are to oh, make yeah. the playoffs.
1: For sure, we, we, I, I want to win against Portland. And of course, I would really want to win against Pelicans because they're both close in this uh, race as well
0: pelicans have dropped in the mo- most re- most recently i think they're a full game behind us right now do you mm-hmm. have the
1: standings in front of you let's see they're 27 36 and we're 27 35 so yes we're a game ahead
0: oh no we're, ha- we're, only ha- oh, we're,
1: oh, we're only half only we're a- half
0: sorry half yeah so the these next few games are gonna be really crucial i think my dream of course is for them to go uh three and oh with this although it- it's it's a long shot to say least. These are tough teams, this, and yeah. they're going to be playing, they're playing for something. So they're not going to take these things lightly.
1: Yeah, let's, let's just hope for the best for the next few games.
0: And, um, and also, but the X-Factor, although we cannot bank on this, Grizzly, Grizzlies might, could slip, or they could hang on. Now, if they start slipping, that's where, that's where it gets interesting. So we, I think, just need to stay afloat in this, in this, uh, during this stretch. Win, win three, three out of three, and just to make sure we're in position that in case Memphis keeps slipping the way that they are. Although they did win, I think three in a ro- two or three in a row before they lost to Luka today. And basically, they're gonna, you know, we we just need we need to be in position. We need to win these games to be in position to be able to take advantage in case they do slip. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm hoping for the best and you know, I I believe in my I'm I'm, I'm believing in my kings. Oh yeah. For give sure. me some hope. <laughs> Don't burn me. Again. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's uh, that's my general thoughts on it and you know. Let, let's see if there's some growth on this because I feel like we've been to this conversation a lot is that they're right there
1: Mm -hmm.
0: they just need to be they just need to
1: stay tough and just seize the moment yeah for this season i hope uh, for once we could get break the even game 41 41 what do you think i think
0: that's probably what around what it's going to take the playoffs (laughs)
1: yeah yeah
0: possibly even less because i mean memphis isn't emphasis actually um has a losing record right now too I mean I mean it you know I'm not it's not the of course it's not the end of the world if we don't make the playoffs but if if there's any year to make the playoffs this would be a great year to do it Mhm Golden State's out and uh you know hello you know Zion missed half the season with a knee injury and you know I I think this is the year we we make it
1: yeah, and let's... of course,
0: and of course, we we have how many how, how many years have we missed the playoffs? You know,
1: I don't even want to count how many
0: years. I think we would be fourteenth in a row, which would be the longest active streak. I think fifteen is the longest in history.
1: Yeah, let's break that before that happens.
0: And you know, like you know, we gotta we gotta prove it. Mm-hmm. Like I think I honestly think that it's it's there for the taking.
1: As of right now, yeah, it really is.
0: Yeah, we we could check back uh next week, and we might be um, talking about having a totally different conversation at that point. Hopefully, we're not, and we are still in the race up at that point.
1: Yeah, hopefully, we're happier by next week.
0: Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I'm a very gloomy person
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> when uh, when we lose because I just wasted two and a half hours of my life watching. Usually lose just because, like, we just didn't bring the energy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, if, honestly, had they if they just show some heart to it, I think I'd be okay with it. But a lot of these loss, uh, especially the, uh, the ugly ones, it's it's a lot of just not showing much heart.
1: Mm-hmm. Higher. Yeah, as you can tell by my voice, I'm very enthusiastic about next week hopefully
0: hopefully your enthusiasm is shared i am very enthusiastic about them too and Mm -hmm. i and you know like we've been through so many so much roller coaster i think we can overcome this adversity
1: this this will be our year for sure hopefully
0: yeah it's it's there for the taking
1: Mm -hmm. so we have chances yeah we need to take
0: um yeah, and that will basically be it, hopefully, uh, by the time by the time we check back in, uh, although I will be i I will be doing a bonus episode. We'll see if uh, Bong Legacy will be with me tomorrow because he's got he's a busy, busy man. so mm-hmm. we'll, uh, I will definitely check back with you guys, however many listeners there are uh, tomorrow after the Portland game and um uh, you know hopefully it's on a it's on a good mood hopefully well we beat Portland. I know Dame is back, but I think it's a winnable game for us and it although it is in Portland that's a tough that's a tough crowd and you know i but I think it's there for the taking. any closing thoughts?
1: Nope, not really
0: okay then well then that will be the end of uh, episode four I will check back in with you tomorrow uh, after the Portland game.